My name is Lakeisha Cody, founder of The Praying Single Mom. Again, I am so excited uh, to be on with you guys on tonight. I'm so happy to have everyone back. Guess what, guys? September 18th was yesterday. And I don't know about y'all, but listen, <laughs> we did a 90-day prophetic act, y'all. And we were praying out of the book of Joshua, Joshua 6 and um, we were praying for certain walls to come down in our lives. Now, if you were new on and you haven't heard about um, Joshua and Joshua 6, if you haven't done that, um, go ahead and read Joshua 6. It, and it talks about how they 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 caused those walls to come down. And so I was praying for walls to come down. Let me pull that up because I just want to. I just want to talk about what the Lord has done. All right. I'm going to pull that up really quick and we're going to get started. We are not on any particular schedule here, but all right. So we read Joshua six. We started in June, y'all, June of this year. And September 18th was the 90, the 90th day. And that was so amazing because I just feel like that was just so amazing. And so some of the some of my walls that I prayed to come down, we wrote down on a paper for walls to come down. And so I prayed for poverty to come down. I prayed for lust to come down. I prayed for envy to come down. I prayed for giving up so easily to come down. I prayed for double mindedness to come down. I prayed for overeating to come down, the deaf and dumb spirit to come down, settling to come down. I prayed for the wall of the Antichrist to come down. I prayed for uncleanliness to come down, impurity, fear, mishandling money stagnation, procrastination, not willing to learn, disobedience, resistance, generational curses, and unbelief, as well as broken relationships. So as I as I think about the 90 days, let me tell you guys something. When you begin to pray for strongholds and things to be broken off of your life, the enemy is going to come to test you, right? He's going to come to test you. And there were many times that I was tested during this period. That was June of, uh, June of this year. I was still living in Orlando. I was still living in Orlando during that time. And everything that I can think of was being tested in that moment. It was being tested in that moment. Poverty, bank accounts started going negative. I, I, I moved and I had to relocate. All of those things were beginning to happen in my life. People started presenting themselves, old people, old relationships, old connections. I started to get tested in every area tested in every area that I was praying against. I started to get tested in all of those areas, but I stayed with it because one of the things that I wrote down, I said, God, I'm tired of giving up so easily. So I began to pray and God began to put up different um, obstacle courses, obstacle courses. He began to set up different situations because if I'm praying something, he's going to test me in that area. So not only does the enemy test, God also will test you in the area where you are praying, you know, to see where your faith is at. So there were many different opportunities that presented themselves, but I'm confident enough to know that those walls have come down in my life. And I do believe that God honored that. And so if you went through that 90 day prophetic act, I just pray that God will bless you and that you will begin to see the hand of God on your life. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and move forward. All right, so have you ever tried doing things in your own way? Have you ever been in a situation where you're trying to figure out what the outcome was going to be, which led to more and more stress, as well as anxiety and feelings of uneasiness? 
right? Tonight, I want to talk about the God who orchestrates. I want to talk about the God who orchestrates, right? And tonight, we're going to be coming out of Genesis 22, 1 through 19. We're going to be coming out of Genesis 22, 1 through 19, and I am going to be reading from the NIV version. So go ahead and grab your Bibles if you have them and take notes, take notes. Um, I, I took notes during the Woman Evolve conference and I posted them in, on the Woman Evolve app as well as in the Woman Evolve Facebook group. And they just blew up and people were like, you take good notes. I believe that notes are so important because we can't just sit up under information and allow this information to go out of the go out the window. We need to be able to go back to those notes and we need to be able to see what God is speaking in that moment and what he wants you to carry through. And so you guys definitely want to be good note takers. All right. So let's go ahead and um, go to the word. So starting um, Genesis 22, starting at verse one, it says sometimes, sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, replied Abraham. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah, Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up, loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. It's something about the number three, y'all. <laughs> he said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son, Isaac. He himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, he said to his father, Abraham, he said, father, Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and lay him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld your son from me, your only son. Abraham looked up there in a thicket. He saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offsprings of all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together to Beersheba. 
right? So that's Genesis 22. And Genesis 22 talks about how Abraham was tested. It talks about how Abraham was tested. A lot of times we are not aware that God is testing us. We give the enemy so much credit. We're always like, oh, this is the enemy. Oh, this was sent from the enemy. This is the enemy this. This is the enemy that. And a lot of times we are not even aware that it is God who was testing us. How many of you know that God can test you too? How many of you know that God will test you too? There are times based on this scripture that God will set up certain situations and circumstances to test us. Our loyalty will be tested as well as our faithfulness. There are times where God will set up certain situations and certain circumstances to test you. He'll also test your loyalty to him and he'll also test your faithfulness. How many of you know this to be true? During this time, this was a test of not only Abraham's faith, but it was also a test of his obedience. It was a test of his obedience. Right before Genesis 22, over in Genesis 21, it talks about how God blessed Abraham and Sarah with the promise which was their son, Isaac. So it talks about that in Genesis 21, how God blessed Abraham and Sarah with a promise, which was their son, Isaac. This promise came after Sarah and Abraham had been waiting for years for God to give them a son together. They have, you you guys already know the story. Sarah didn't believe that she would be able to have Isaac. She didn't believe it. She was, she laughed. She was like, how is a woman my age who don't been through what I don't been through, who don't see what I don't see? How is God going to bless me with a child? But God provided them with a, with a son who is Isaac. So now in Genesis 22, God comes testing Abraham's faith after he had received the promise. (laughs) So Abraham had already received what felt like the promise. And then here come God setting him up with a test. God told Abraham to take his only son, the one he loves, and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. For those of you who are just getting on, the topic for tonight is the great orchestrator. God told Abraham to take his only son and sacrifice him. So in this case, God is not only testing Abraham's faith, but he's testing his obedience. And he's also stretching him by asking him to sacrifice and give up something that he loves. Has God ever tested your faith? Has God ever tested your obedience? And in this process of doing so, Has he ever asked you to give up something that you love? Who do we have in this room on tonight? Let me hear you. Let me see you in the chat. Has God ever asked you to give up something that that you love? I'm pretty sure that answer is yes for all of us. (laughs) I can recall a time right now, right now, where God has asked me to sacrifice something that I love where he has asked me to be obedient and give up something that I love. Not that I want to, (laughs) not that I want to give it up. Not that it's something that I can do in my own strength. However, I realize that this is an act of obedience and faith and it's going to take the help of God. You see, a lot of times we try to handle things in our own strength. A lot of times we try to do things in our own ability 
and we end up failing and we end up making things worse. But if we can have only home, if we only humble ourselves and be honest with God and admit to him that this is something that we cannot do in our own strength, then God will come in and take over. See, there was a situation where God was like, Lakeisha, I need for you to put that down. I need for you to obey me in this season. I know you're doing this and I know you're doing that, but I need for you to be obedient to what I am telling you to do in this season. And I'm like, but God, it feels good. But God, I want this. But God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to break such and such is hard. I don't want to give this up. I don't want to have to put this down. I don't want to have to let anyone else down. God, God, I, I don't know if I can do this. God, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to need you to help me. I had to humble myself and say, God, I, I, if it was left up to me, God, I'll keep holding on to this. If it's left up, left up to me, God, I'll keep holding on to this situation. I'll keep holding on to them, oh God. But I'm going to need for you to help me, God. I'm going to need for you to pull me out, God. I'm going to need for you to pull me out of this situation. I know this is a situation that I got myself into, God, but I'm going to need your assistance, oh God. Because why? Because he is a deliverer. He will deliver us out of situations that we got ourselves into. He'll deliver us out of messes that we made on our own. He'll deliver us out of people that we have said yes to. Situations that we don't say yes to, we knew we should have said no to in the first place. We shouldn't even have been in a situation in the first place. But now that you're in it, it feels too good. You don't want to give it up. You don't got too emotional. You too emotionally connected to this person. You too emotionally tied to this situation. It's a soul tie. And so now that you're in it, it's too hard for you to give it up. And you know that if it's left up to you, you'll stay in it regardless of the consequences. Some of us will stay in situations and we'll be like, okay, I'll deal with the consequences later because it feels too good right now. I want the temporary, temporary satisfaction. It feels too good right now, God. I'll deal with you later, God. I'll deal with the consequences later. It feels too good right now. But sometimes you got to be honest and you got to begin to say, listen, God, if it's left up to me, I'll stay in this situation. I know, I know this situation doesn't mean me any good, God. I know this situation is going to bring me down, God. I know that they mean me no good. I know that you told me to move. I know that you told me to go. I know that you told me to give this up, God, but I'll stay right here if you don't pull me out of it. See, sometimes you got to say, God, pull me out of this situation. God, I don't know how to cut them off. I don't know how to do this. Because I know for some of y'all, it's easy to get in something and it's easy to cut people off. I know some of y'all, y'all be like, it ain't nothing to cut that. <laughs> but for other people, it'd be hard. Who on here? Who, who on here tonight? Who, who gonna be real and be honest that when you, you don't got yourself into some situation it, and, and it's hard to cut that thing off? It's hard to come out of it. It's hard to come out of that situation. It's hard because you emotionally tied to it. You emotionally connected to it. So it's hard. I don't got a little bit too attached to this situation, God. I want it. I don't care if he being on me. I don't care if he cheated on me. I don't care if this is not my husband. I don't care if this is not the promise. God, I still want it. God, I don't care if I got to deal with the consequences. I still want to stay in it. What Mary J. Bly said, me and Mr. Wrong get along so good, even though he breaks my heart so bad. We got a special thing going on, God. We got we. I know this is this is not right, God, but it it feels so good. This is this is this is Mr. Wrong. This is Mrs. Wrong. This is not right, but it feels so good, God. And I don't I don't really want to get out of it. 
I don't really want to leave this job. I know it's toxic. I know, I know this is not where you told me to be, God. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to leave it. It's hard. I don't make friends here. It's comfortable here, God. I don't want to get out of this situation. I don't want to stop compromising, oh God. I don't want to stop lying. It's easy. I'm afraid that if I stop compromising, that if I stop lying, it's not going to get me far. But this is a season where you're going to have to lean on God 100%. I'm not only talking about relationships. Don't let this go over your head. God is calling us to obedience. And I don't know about you, but obedience is not always easy. One thing about God, I know him. He'll come in and he'll orchestrate like only he can do. God is the great orchestrator. When we think about the word orchestrate, it means to arrange and direct the elements of a situation to produce a desired effect. God is the great orchestrator. He'll arrange some things. He'll direct the elements of a situation to produce and a desired effect to produce the outcome, to produce what he wants to happen in your life. God, some, somebody really needs to take a moment right now to thank God for orchestrating your situation, for orchestrating some things, for bringing you out of some things that you couldn't have, you wouldn't have came out of it. If God didn't orchestrate it, if he didn't open a door, if he didn't cause that person to cheat on you, you would have never left. If he didn't cause that person to leave you, you would have never left. If he didn't cause them to put their mouths on you, you would have never left that situation. If he didn't cause you to be crushed in that season, you would have never came out of that situation. If he didn't cause you to break down, you would have never left out of that situation. Some of you need to thank God for orchestrating that situation. He set that thing up. See, you thought it was the enemy the whole time. It was God. He was setting it up. He caused it to happen. He caused it to happen. It had to hurt you because you would have never came out of it. You had to see them cross you because you would have never walked away from it. You had to go broke because that was the only time that you were going to lift your hands up and say, God, I need you to come in. Some of you got to take a moment right now and say, God, I thank you. Thank you for orchestrating that situation. God, you worked that thing out better than I could have ever done. I wouldn't have never left. I would have stayed in that mess. I would have stayed in it, God, if you would have never done that. My God, sometimes we don't understand why things are happening the way that they are happening, but you don't even understand that God is orchestrating that situation. He's causing the, that thing to happen because the Bible says that he causes all things to work together for our good, for the good of those that love the Lord. And so he's causing that thing to work out for your good. You don't even know that it's him that's orchestrating that situation. God is the great orchestrator. When we understand, we'll start moving a lot differently. When we understand that he does hold the whole world in his hands. When we understand that it is, it's him. He's the one that's in control of the outcome. We will then start trusting him with the outcome of every situation. See, what we try to do, we try to manipulate the outcome. Well, God, if I... If I say it like this, then maybe if I do it like this, then maybe we try to manipulate situations. Then when you're manipulating situations, then you're getting over into witchcraft because you're doing things that are that's going against the will of God. 
we got to begin to trust God with every situation and every outcome. When you try to put your hand in it, you begin to mess up things and you wonder why things are falling apart. Even the ones, the people that he tell you to give up. He, you got to start trusting him with that. Even the situations that feel good, even the situations that we don't want to give up, even the situations where the enemy has made us feel like it's a promise from God. See, a lot of you are in situations and you think it's the promise because it feels good, but you don't even realize that the enemy sent that thing. <laughs> How many of you know that the enemy can send counterfeits that look like the promise? He'll send you something that looked like the promise. <laughs> and you got to be aware of the enemy's devices. You got to be aware of the enemy's tactics. He'll send you something that looks like the promise. He'll send you something that feels like the promise. But the whole time he's sending you a counterfeit. One thing Abraham exemplified in the text was obedience. Somebody type obedience. Immediate obedience. It says early the next morning, Abraham got up and did what God told him to do. He didn't delay. He didn't call anyone and ask for permission to do what God told him to do. He didn't ask anyone whether or not he should do it. He just did what God told him to do. He took two of his servants and his son, and he set out to look for the place that God told him about. God gave him instructions. God said, sacrifice your son on the mountain, and I will show you where the place is. On the third day, Abraham looked up and he saw the place in a distance, and he then took a step. He took it a step further, and he went and worshiped God in the place where God told him to kill his son. He didn't complain. He didn't say, God, are you sure? He didn't say a mumbling word. He just went and worshiped. It takes faith to worship God in the middle of obeying him. It takes faith to worship God in the middle of a situation that God is telling you to leave something or someone. It takes faith for you to lift up your hands and say, God, even in this, I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand what you are doing, but it takes faith to worship God. I dare you to begin to worship God in the middle of what looks like your downfall. Your downfall. I dare you to begin to worship God in the middle of what seems like a storm. I dare you to begin to worship Worship God in the middle of what looks like a mess and watch him show up. It takes faith to worship God in the middle of obeying him. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes obedience doesn't feel good. I know some of y'all, it's easy for y'all to obey God. Some of y'all just that holy. And God bless you. But for some of us, obedience doesn't feel good. For some of us, even though we love the Lord, what he tells us to do, sometimes it just doesn't feel good. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. If we can be, if we can be honest on tonight, sometimes obedience, it hurts. Have you ever, have God ever told you to give up something and you know, it was going to hurt you to your core to do, to do it, to give it up, to give them up, to give that situation from, have you ever had to walk away from something and it hurted you to your core? Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it makes you want to cry. And sometimes you do cry. If you anything like me. Sometimes you want to ask God why. Sometimes you do ask God why. 
Have you ever said, God, how can something so wrong feel so good? Have you ever been in something so wrong, but it felt right? It felt good. It feels good, God. I don't care if it's a temporary thing, but it feels good. It's satisfying me right now. Have you ever dealt with a void filler where you're feeling voids? You're trying to feel voids that only God can feel and you know it's not right, but it's satisfying you for this moment. Some of you guys are going to have to begin to tap into delayed gratification. When we talk about delayed gratification, I know you want to be satisfied right now, but it's just temporary. You got to begin to tap into delayed gratification to where you say, God, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait on the gratification. I'm going to wait on the promise. Somebody needs to to declare on tonight, I am going to wait on the promise. My God, (laughs) even that thing that feels so good is something that God could be wanting you to give up. (laughs) You got to remember, and I often remind myself of this thing right here. I often remind myself that everything that's good ain't God. Yeah, y'all need to get that in y'all spirit on tonight. Everything that's good ain't God. Come on, type it in the comments. Come on, y'all gonna learn how to get into agreement. Everything that's good ain't God. (laughs) Come on. Everything that's good ain't God. It can look good. It can smell good. It can feel good. It may even be good, but is it God? Who am I talking to on tonight? Is it God? Come on. Come on, ladies. We got to get to a point where we only want what's God. Come on. Come on. Y'all want to be real on tonight? The sex may be good. Y'all might not even be having sex. It might just be oral sex. That may even be good. What else? The money may be good. Come on. What else? <laughs> Come on. It can feel good. It can look good. It can. It may even be good. But is it God? Is it God? I once wrote a blog that said, he's a good man, but he's not my man. <laughs> He's a good man, but he's not my man. He can be a good man, but is he your man? Is he your purpose partner? Is he who God intended for you to do life with? Is he your kingdom partner? Are y'all going to make hell nervous together? Do you want your son to be like him? Do you trust your daughter? around him or her. She may be a good friend, but is she the friend that God wants you to do life with? It can be a good job, but is that where God wants you to fulfill your purpose at? It could be a good business, but is that even what God called you to do? The money could be good, but what has God asked you to do? Don't settle for good. Settle for God. Don't settle for good. Settle for God. Some of you need to come up. You've been settling for good. You've been settling for good. That relationship is good. 
ain't worried about anything. It's a good relationship. He he give me money every now and then. He makes sure I have this and this and that. The sex good every now and then. We go out. We go out to eat every now and then. It's good, but is it God? Do you have a the peace of God which surpasses all understanding? Some of you are on good jobs. It's comfortable. You're comfortable right now. And that comfortability is causing you not to do anything else that God has called you to do. Don't settle for good, settle for God. And honestly, if it's God, you really ain't settling, you winning. In God, there ain't no settling. You're winning if you're in God. I break the spirit off of settling off of y'all right now. I actually, as a matter of fact, I break the spirit of settling off of all of us who are listening in Facebook podcast, wherever you're listening in from, I break the spirit of settling off right now in the name of Jesus. God, we bind that spirit of settling that will try to come in and cause us to settle for things and people who are not like you, God, who you did not send. God, I break every spirit of settling right now in the name of Jesus. And father, I decree and declare that we will not settle. God, I pray now by the power of the Holy ghost, father God, if we are on here and we are settling in something. We're settling on a job and a relationship. We're settling. We're entertaining things that are not like you, God. We give you permission now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, to break us up out of settling. We want to be free from settling. My God, I pray now in the name of Jesus that you would just begin to break that stronghold, that stronghold, that stronghold, that strong man of settling. Your mama settled. Your grandma settled. Your auntie settled. Your sisters, they settle. Everybody around you, they settle. But I decree and declare now that you will not settle. You will not settle. No more settling. Because at the end of the settling, are you going to be satisfied? When you look back over your life five years from now, are you going to be happy that you settled where you are now? I pray that you would move forward with boldness that you will not settle for second best. You are worth more than being someone's second thought or their maybe. If they ain't 100% sure about you, get out of it. Move on from it. Come on. Abraham's language even matched his season of obedience. We're almost done. Abraham's language even matched his season of obedience. What we speak in our season of obedience is so important. As Abraham and his son went to the place where he was supposed to kill his son. Mind you, he had not told Isaac what he was going to do. He didn't tell Isaac what they were going to do. Isaac asked him. Isaac, his son said, where is this lamb that we're supposed to be using as a burnt offering? I know you ain't got me walking up here. Like, where is the lamb? You we walking up here where God told us to walk, dad. But where is the lamb? Where is where is the ram that what, what are we supposed to be doing? He said, where is the lamb? Not knowing that his dad was getting ready to slay him as an act of obedience to God. In this moment, Abraham responded saying, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. In this moment, Abraham responded by faith. Are y'all with me on tonight? Come on. Tap back in, tap back in, pull back in. He didn't know that God would provide a lamb. Abraham didn't know that. 
He probably was just telling his son that so that his son wouldn't worry or that his son wouldn't try to run off and leave the scene. Abraham could have been speaking what he wanted to happen. Abraham didn't know that God was going to provide a ram in a bush. He was just telling his son that God would provide. Abraham could have said, son, I don't know. He could have said, I don't know. He could have said, son, I apologize, but God want me to kill you. He could have said, son, this and that. But he said, God will provide. I believe that deep down, Abraham spoke based off of his track record with God. I believe that he had seen God come through time and time again before. So he knew that God would orchestrate. He knew that God would have a plan. He knew that God would arrange the situation. He knew that God would have it taken care of. And so he said, God will provide my God. He has seen God come through time and time again. Come on, y'all stay with me. He has seen God come through time and time again. He knew that God would orchestrate. He knew that he would have a plan. He knew even if he wasn't 100% sure, he trusted God to come through. He trusted God to orchestrate this whole situation. So he went on to sacrifice his son. And when they got to that place, Abraham began to build an altar. He put wood on it. And then he began to bound and tie his son Isaac up. He laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And then he reached and he took out his knife and he was getting ready to kill his son. But somebody type but in the comments. Somebody type but in the comments. Abraham took out the knife. And he got ready to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called out from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, do not lay a hand on him. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in the bushes, he saw a ram. He went over and took the ram and he sacrificed the ram as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham then called that place the Lord will provide. Somebody needs to understand that in the nick of time, when, when Abraham had the knife in his hand when he was getting ready to kill his only son the one that he loves God showed up in the nick of time I don't know who I am talking to on tonight but it looks like you're about to have to kill your dream it looks like your dreams are dying it looks like what you you don't it looks like you are out of time it looks like you don't got the money it looks like the loan ain't gonna come through it looks like your credit score gonna stop something from happening in your life it looks like you probably are not going to step into the promise but you need to understand that we start the type of God that will show up in the nick of time. Who am I talking to on tonight? Who's been waiting for God to show up? We serve the type of God that will show up in the nick of time. It looked like Abraham my God. It looked like Abraham was going to have to kill his son but God showed up. God provided a ram in the bush. God wasn't going to let him kill his only son. God wasn't going to let you kill your only dream. God wasn't going to let you kill your only vision. God wasn't going to let you kill that generational blessing. God wasn't going to let you die in that situation. God ain't going to let you. My God, God wasn't going to let him kill his only son, but he wanted to see where his faith was.
He wanted to see where was his obedience. God orchestrated the entire scene. The entire scene was a setup. The entire situation was a setup. This entire situation was a setup. This entire season was a setup for God to be orchestrated by God. Could it be that you are in a situation that God is orchestrating? Could it be that your circumstances are being orchestrated by God? Could it be that it looks like you're going to die in it? Could it be that it looks like your child is going to die? Could it be that it looks like your dreams are going to die? Could it be that it looks like you're not going to be able to go back to school and get that degree? Could it be that it looks like you're not going to be able to finish that business, but it's just being orchestrated by God right now? God wants to see what your faith is at. He want to see when you still obey him. It may look like the husband is not coming. But God just want to see where your faith is at. Are you willing to give that thing up so that your husband can walk through the door? Are you willing to give it up so that you can tap into everything that I have called you to be? Are you willing to stop compromising so that your business can succeed? Are you willing? What are you willing to give up in this season? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to move out of the way so that you can see that God is orchestrating the entire situation? He's orchestrating the scenes. God knew that there would be a ram in a bush. God knew God will orchestrate your season as well. God is orchestrating your season, but you got to begin to trust him. You got to begin to rely on him. My God, you got to begin to worship him. You got to move when God says move. You got to go where God is telling you to go. You got to give up what God is telling you to give up. You got to do what God is asking you to do. You got to put down what God is asking you to put down in this season. You got to say yes when God tells you to say yes. You got to say no when God tells you to no. Say no. Who am I talking to on tonight? What is God telling you to give up? What is he telling you to lay down? You don't even know that you're being set up. You don't even know that God is orchestrating that moment. You're trying to do everything in your own strength, but God is saying if you would just move out of the way and if you would just admit that you don't have it under control, you want everybody else to think that you got it under control, but you really don't. You want it to appear that you got it going on, but you really don't. And if you would just move out of the way and humble yourselves and submit to the mighty hand of God, you'll see me begin to provide the ram in a bush. You'll see me begin to orchestrate behind the scenes. You'll see me. You'll see my hand. You'll see that I am Jehovah Jireh, your provider. <laughs> I know you're probably wondering, how are you going to do it? How am I going to give this up, God? How am I going to put this down? Is it going to hurt? Is it going to be easy, God? Is it going to be hard? What is it going to look like? Am I going to go back to this situation? Are they going to be mad at me? Are they going to stop talking to me? Are they going to hate me? See, a lot of you, y'all don't like confrontation. And so you will stay in a situation. You'll stay with a group of people for the sake of not wanting to, you want to avoid confrontation, but God is trying to get you to your promise. And if God is saying, if you would just trust me, I'll orchestrate it for you. You know, you're not happy. You know, they don't treat you right. You know, they're enabling you. 
You know they taking from you. You know they draining you dry. They dogging you out. But you don't want to leave that situation. You're afraid of confrontation. But if you would just take your hand off of it, God orchestrate the whole thing. He already got a ram in a bush for you. I don't know who I'm prophesying to on tonight. Who am I prophesying to on tonight? Are you going to be able to handle being obedient to God? But I hear God saying, if you would just obey me, you'll see that I have a plan. <laughs> you will see that I can work this situation out better than you ever could. I know you're afraid. You don't want to give it up. You'll see that I can work this situation out better than you ever could. I know it's comfortable, but you got to begin to look to the hills from which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. If you would just give it to me, says the Lord. If you would just lay it at my feet, says the Lord. If you would just be honest with me, says the Lord. If you would just tell me that you cannot do this on your own, says the Lord. I'll step in. I'll work it out. I know it's scary. I know the fear of the unknown is in your heart, but I am God. I am the way maker. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am Jehovah Nisi. I am Jehovah Shalom. I will give you peace in the middle of this storm. I will give you peace about this situation. You will know that I am orchestrating the scenes because I will give you peace. I noticed that Abraham, he wasn't afraid. He has such a peace about this whole situation. And so God will give you peace about this thing. God will give you peace in this moment. As soon as you obey God, that's when peace will come in. Some of you wondering why you are not at peace. Some of you are wondering why you have so much anxiety. Some of you are wondering why you're dealing with so much fear. But if you would just say, God, I need you to come in and I need you to help me with this situation and you'll feel the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will begin to come in I hear the Lord saying I know it's scary but I am God I will make ways where there seem to be no way I will provide says the Lord I am Jehovah Jireh I am Abba Father I am your father I am a good good father I cannot lie I am not a liar a liar neither am I the son of man who will repent I will orchestrate this thing for you I will see you through I will provide a way out I will provide an open door I will even provide an open window I will provide a better outcome I will do a see abundantly above all that you can ask or think. God will never tell you to put down something without providing you something better. God will never tell you to give up something if he doesn't have anything better for you. If they were meant to be in your life, they will be in your life. If that thing was meant to be in your life, it'll be in your life. God will never take anything away from you without providing you something better. He's just that good. I'm being reminded of Job. He gave Job double for his trouble. He'll never take anything away from you without providing something better. Whatever he's telling you to put down, 
you better rejoice right now and you better know that God has better for you. If he's telling you to leave somewhere, you better understand that God has better for you. If he's telling you to leave somebody, you better understand that he has better for you. A lot of times the enemy wants you to think that that's the best thing that could ever happen to you. And you don't even realize that obedience, hallelujah, obedience is what's going to open up the door for breakthrough. Obedience is what's going to open up the door for you to see the promises of God. The promises of God are yes and amen. He'll never tell you to give up something without providing you something better. And it may hurt. You may cry about it. But once you get that promise, you're going to look back and you're going to see how God calls that thing to work for your good. You're going to look back and you're going to see, hallelujah, that God, huh, he worked that thing out better than you could have ever done. He orchestrated that thing for it to work on your behalf. One thing about it, a lot of women, they admire what happened this past weekend at the Woman Evolve Conference when 40,000 women got together. But you don't realize Sarah's story, a girl pregnant at 13, a girl had a baby at 13, Mary divorced, witnessed her ex-husband cheating on her, all of the things. What if she didn't walk away from that marriage? Had to move back in with her parents for a little bit. She would have never met her husband. When she met her husband, she began to collide with her promise. You think she didn't go through seasons of crying and asking God, why is this happening to me? But God was orchestrating that thing. When she met her husband, she collided with her promise. And they began to go up together. So I don't know who this is for. I don't know who you holding on to. I don't even know what you're holding on to. But you better understand that God will never, ever take anything away from you without having something better because he's just that good. You got to trust him. He is the great orchestrator. If you know this message is for you, drop some fires in the comments. If you know that God is orchestrating something behind the scenes, drop some fires in the comments. If you know that God is working that thing out on your behalf, drop some fires in the comments because he's orchestrating some things. I know what it looks like. I know what it looks like right now. It doesn't feel good. It hurts. It hurts like hell right now. You don't like your situation. And some of you, you don't even like yourself, but God is orchestrating some things. He's orchestrating some things in the back ground. So I pray this message blessed you. We're getting ready to close in prayer. I believe that God is doing something so powerful in the midst of us. He's doing something so powerful in the midst of us. He's orchestrating some things behind the scenes.